You're listening to I'm In My 20s, the podcast dedicated to the 20-somethings experience. Here we talk candidly about navigating life, from sharing stories to ideas to advice. My name is Meg and welcome to the show. The whole process of being a co-op student, of being an intern student, of getting a job is all about learning. I mean, I think the biggest advice I would give there is like, there is no such thing as a stupid question. Hey guys, I hope y'all are doing well. Today, me and my friend Angela are going to be talking about our experiences in the corporate world as intern and co-op students. We're going to be talking about our kind of realities versus expectations, day in the life, some advice for the hiring process, as well as some of our embarrassing stories. So I hope you guys gain some laughter and insights from this convo. Have you ever wondered about what it's like working corporate? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so hey guys welcome back to season two of the podcast today i'm with my friend angela and we're talking about the corporate life hey angela how's it going hey meg hey guys my name is angela um a little bit of background about me is that i'm currently going to my final year at ubc during this year i participated in the co-op program Um, And I had a lot of rewarding experiences and I had a lot of time to consider what I wanted to do later on and how I would use these experiences to build my road for my future. So happy to be here to talk with you, Meg, about the corporate life. (laughs) Happy to talk with you about the exciting corporate life as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so to give everyone some context, me and Angela met at the UBC Sauter School of Business. Mm-hmm. So we're both business students. And so what do you study, Angela? So I'm currently doing accounting, but I'm also pursuing concentration in business law. Business law. She's a smarticle particle. And as you guys well, probably know, I study marketing, but we actually met each other in a comic book writing class. So <laughs> anyway, to meet a fellow solder classmate. But so in our introductions, talking about accounting and business, but we actually met through drawing comics. <laughs> I've yeah. heard about Meg though, like I've heard about you like since a long time ago, like literally since second year. And we were in that club together <laughs> in XUBC, but we just never oh like God. met for some reason. That's true. Until that one fateful day when I decided to sit next to this girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, yeah. God bless that day. I had no clue who else was in that class. Yeah, literally God bless. And then we just both became memes. But yeah, <laughs> we have a weird friendship, but but I, I freaking love it. So we're here to talk about the corporate life. But I know a bunch of my listeners are probably some of my friends. And since we're both in the solder bubble, I'm assuming some of y'all are in solder. So if you're a listener from solder, shout out to you. What's up, fellow <laughs> solder snake? Hope you're doing well. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about corporate life for anyone who is thinking about going to corporate life, whether you're a business student or you're a different student that's thinking about what is it like working in a big company? Well, lucky for you guys, me and Angela have experience working in the corporate life. So <laughs> Angela, <laughs> can you give a little background on like what kind of corporate experience you have so far and how's that been for you? Yeah, for sure. So essentially, like I think this all started when I was choosing my specialization. Like I was never really an accounting student. I think I was more of a finance student. But after taking finance courses and from hearing about finance profs and their advice, um, I ended up choosing accounting just because like it's a good fundamental step to take into the corporate world, I feel like. 
So because I chose accounting, I decided to do an accounting co-op program. So um, I thought that would be kind of useful just because I had actually never worked a job prior to university, like not even a part-time job. Yeah. So I think I wanted to do the co-op program just because I knew I would have a lot of hiccups during my time working. And I wanted to just kind of like get those hiccups out of the way while I'm still a university student. So they're still allowable, I guess. Um, So I got into the co-op program my second year. And then that following summer of the second year, I started working in the internal audit department of a oil and gas company in Calgary. And that was four months. And then immediately after those four months, I did a commercial co-op. So that's similar to like a consulting role, but they call it commercial because it's oil and gas specific. Mm -hmm. And so essentially that was like in total an eight month program. And I was away from school for eight months. But then after the eight month co-op, I was supposed to go back to school. Um, But luckily there was a consulting offer for me at one of the big four firms located in Toronto. And so I thought I would do that. It was definitely intimidating at first, just because I've never really traveled alone to work before. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming from Calgary, going to school is fine because you're surrounded by friends, right? So going to university in Vancouver was not not even like a foreign place because it almost felt like a home away from home. But going to Toronto where I didn't really know anyone there, also never being in Toronto and just working by myself and having to sort of manage that was kind of intimidating. But I like challenges, so I decided to just kind of go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of hard because... I mean, being away from school for a year, you kind of just get used to it and you don't really feel like you're a university student. But I don't really regret that choice because, you know, you learn a lot along the way and you learn a lot about yourself. So mm-hmm. after that, um, that final co-op term, um, I basically just finished my co-op program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here we are. So I guess I'm just waiting for school now. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Wow, that corporate journey. I'll give a brief background on mine too. I'm on my second corporate internship right now, but last summer, I also did an internship at the same corporate um, company that Angela did an internship with in Toronto, except I was in Vancouver. And now I'm in a multinational tech company. So yeah, clearly we both had experience experience (laughs) with the nine to five grind. (laughs) But I'm guessing if you're listening to this, there's a chance that maybe you haven't started your corporate internship yet. And you're wondering, how do you even get into a corporate job? Because obviously it is competitive. These big companies, they sometimes they hire batches, but they're very selective with who they hire. And a lot of people apply. So let's talk a little bit about the hiring process. How is it like for you getting hired at these companies? Oh, man, I would say definitely it depends on the company. Like, I feel like if the company has a lot more global exposure, the hiring process is a lot more tedious and it takes a lot longer than companies that are local or companies that are only specific to, I guess, a particular city or whatnot. So, so far, I've only worked at two corporate companies, right? One was the oil and gas company in Calgary. The other one was the consulting firm in Toronto. So speaking to the oil and gas company first, that hiring process was a lot simpler, Um, It was just your typical process. Um, I think it was maybe two to three rounds. So the first two rounds was just your typical behavioral situational interview. And then your third round was just kind of like uh, a little bit more specific, a little bit more like case Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So for that one, um, I would say the entire process took about like maximum three weeks. It never went any longer. I think typically it would take one and a half to two weeks max. But, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then... 
I would say competition wise, you never really know about these companies. So I would say like that does play a part when you're applying. It definitely gets on your nerves about who's applying, how many people are applying, am I going to get the job? But at the end of the day, like it really just depends on how well you perform in your interview and mm-hmm. how well you can I guess, talk to the interviewers um, if yes. you can win them over. Yeah. So the hiring process for the oil and gas company was definitely a lot you know, flexible. Um, the one for the consulting firm, on the other hand, um, because they are... I guess, globally known. So it's a lot more competitive. Um, That one was two rounds and it had a case. So basically the first two rounds, the first round, actually, it was just like a, like a laptop recorded interview. So they already had the questions recorded. You have to record yourself. And I honestly, I hate this kind of interview. (laughs) Yeah, it is like inauthentic and you don't have anyone to talk to and you're just in by yourself in this meeting room (laughs) with a timer. It's like, showing up red and it's just so much unnecessary stress but um yeah so yeah i mean i think at that point because i had already failed at it so many times that for this consulting firm interview i was just like you know what screw it let's just do it and honestly that's literally what got me past the round yeah literally like once you chill and you relax you're like honestly like like, you know, screw it. Like, if, if I'm yeah. going to get it, I'll get it. If I don't, whatever. That yeah. will be your best chance in actually passing the round. So that's what <laughs> happened. And the second round was just, you know, behavioral, like situational, your typical interview. And then the third mm-hmm. one was a more formal case where they present mm-hmm. to you like, six questions and you um, are with an interviewer as they guide you through the case. And you basically just talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the case actually was a lot funner. I think than mm. I imagined it just because like, it's really not about like how many questions you get correctly or the accuracy of your answers. It's more just, mm. can you explain your thought process and can True. you do it coherently, you know? Yeah. So I think because it was so conversational, it was actually pretty fun. Um, mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the entire process took literally at least a month. I'm oh, not wow. really sure. I think they were going through some organizational changes or something. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, luckily, like, it went okay. But yeah, Mm. so that was was kind of my process. How about you, Meg? Thanks for asking me the same question, Angela. I mean, yeah, your process sounds what the process would be for most people going through these jobs. Usually it starts off with like kind of a initial screen. I think at first it starts with them testing out your skills. So usually that'd be in the form of like a, obviously you got your resume and cover letter first, right? But after that, usually there might be like a skill test or like case interview type of thing. But Mm -hmm. at the end of it, the main deciding factor is definitely the behavioral interview. So that's when you got to just, you know, you got to just click with your interviewers, man. Like if you vibe well, if they see that you're driven you're passionate about the job you know why you want to work there and you're you know you fit well with team culture they'll probably like you and they'll probably take you in so that's kind of similar to what I experienced as well um for my current job I actually did everything remotely because I was in Europe while I applied for this job which is in Vancouver so I did my interview over the phone over Skype and it was funny because like I thought they were going to turn on video (laughs) Oh my god. No. So then I turn on video and then they didn't turn on video. So I was like, um <laughs> the first thing I asked my interviewers was like, um, do I keep my video on? <laughs> they were yeah. like, Oh yeah, sure if you want. So I just like kept my video on. But really, I think for me, the reasons why I got hired at these companies was mainly I can credit it to how well I was able to vibe with my interviewers, basically. Mm-hmm. It was easy to have conversations with them and really fit well with their culture and just 
you know, there was no awkward silence or anything. So a huge part of it is actually culture fit, which I'm pretty, I didn't really expect that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I was thinking about these big companies. I was like, oh, you got to like win these cases. You got to know how to crunch major financials to impress them. But unless you're applying for an intense like finance or consulting job, um, I actually did not have any case interviews. All of mine were based on like culture and fit. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the process that I went to. So mm-hmm. <laughs> after that, got hired. And then that's the more exciting part, the actual work part. Okay. After you got the offer, you felt so excited, right? Like that's how I felt. Yeah, too. literally. Because yeah. yeah. you felt like such a huge release. It's not even like, I think yeah. most part it's like excitement, but also like, oh my gosh, what a relief. No more interviews. You know, like it's, yeah. it's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because any of y'all that go through this job search process, y'all know how tedious and anxiety-inducing this process can be. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're just waiting to hear back from these companies. So True. how was it like for you when you got got your offer? Like, how did you feel about yourself? Um, and did you, like, accept it instantly? <laughs> so I think for the oil and gas one, I accepted it pretty quick. Just because during that time, I was also interviewing not from calgary i was interviewing like overseas in china so like there was that whole like 14 hour difference where you just had to work out timing um Mm -hmm. and i kind of had to accept it right away because chinese like vpn or like the wi-fi was honestly god awful oh yeah another bit about that was like i was literally an hour late to my interview because my connection wasn't working like it was just so bad So my my entire interview was literally ten minutes. It was it was Wait. so hectic. I'm not even kidding. Because like <laughs> the person interviewing me had to go to a meeting, mm-hmm. and like at the same time she knew like it wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just I was overseas, you know. So you can't really like do anything about that. Fair. So like yeah. So for that one, I kind of had to accept it quickly, just because mm-hmm. VPN issues um, <laughs> wasn't. Like I don't know. I don't think the excitement really hit me because I was so stressed mm-hmm. out from being overseas that I was like oh my god I don't have to do this anymore um the one for Toronto I think was the most exciting just because I'd I'd always wanted to work at this firm especially in their consulting division so I think once I received the offer I was actually like literally over the moon but at the same time like half of it was also because I was like oh my gosh this month of like constant interviews I'm so done like if you want to reject me go ahead but I just (laughs) you know but yeah like Honestly, getting an offer is like such a rewarding experience just because you kind of finally realize that, oh my gosh, I am valuable. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs me. But at the same time, like not receiving an offer doesn't mean that you're not good enough either. It's just, it all depends on the timing, right? Like honestly, mm-hmm. like everything happens for a reason. And if you don't mm-hmm. get it now, you're going to get it later or there's a better opportunity waiting for you. So either way, mm-hmm. it's like good. Honestly, oh just gosh. get your like interview over with that's the best <laughs> feeling ever <laughs> i agree getting the interview over with is the freaking best feeling ever like i'm always so yeah. anxious before my interviews also something you mentioned earlier was that like you were like you know what i'm just gonna do this interview and that's what got you past that stage it was the same case for me for my internship last summer i was like you know what i'm just gonna do this if i don't get it it's okay and sometimes when you're less nervous going in you actually do a lot better and I think because I was not nervous, that's why I got that offer, which is very interesting. But when I got my offer to the current internship that I'm in, I literally started dancing in my because oh I was so like, cute. I was in my flat in Vienna on exchange, and I got the offer. And I literally, I was so composed on the phone. Like they were like, "Oh, like yeah, we'd like to extend you an offer." And I was like, "Okay, yes, thank you." Like it sounds so calm, right? And then after you hang, I hang up. I just started dancing and jumping around the living. I was like, "Oh my god." 
it's an international company too like well not yeah yeah yeah. it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh it's crazy that's totally just such a process but yeah Mm -hmm. I want to move on to the next thing about corporate life is I know like you know corporate life is something that you kind of see in movies a lot you know these people like walking Mm -hmm. around with their suits looking all like you know all big boss kind of guy and like oh and the the office right the office is such like oh my gosh Yeah, like it's like an iconic icon of like the typical nine to five in an office. So I'm sure there's a lot of different kind of assumptions or expectations about what the corporate life is like. So I want to ask you, like, what were your expectations versus reality for the corporate life? Mm -hmm. I think growing up, having watched all of those like cliche corporate movies, I've always wanted to experience that, you know, having your little (laughs) vehicle, having your little like really bulky computer and just working there all day like being able to sit and have your space and decorate like yeah so I think like that was always kind of my vision as the corporate world like everybody just works eight hours you know you work eight hours you go back home you sleep you go back to work it was always like very routine like very I guess dull but at the same time it just sounded it sounded so cool because when you're a kid you're like oh my god adult life Mm -hmm. um but when I was going into my corporate jobs I literally had no expectations I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I literally had no idea what to expect and I think that Mm -hmm. partially that has to do with me not having any previous corporate experience so I had Mm -hmm. no idea how the people would react Mm -hmm. um I mean, first day is always the most nervous day because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know the first impression you're going to give off. And I think that was probably the most nerve wracking. But I do think it is extremely important to not hold any high expectations, not not in a negative way, but just like, you know, you don't know what to expect. So Mm -hmm. don't put your standards up too high because sometimes, you know, it might work out for the better or sometimes Mm -hmm. it might work out worse, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. So like, it's really important not to put yourself up to those standards because if you do, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it, like the results might be negative and you might be like pushing yourself down or like causing really negative thoughts in your head like, you know, I didn't do well or like, what if they hate me? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's honestly yeah. really important not to have any expectations, mm-hmm. um, which is why I kind of didn't partially because like I didn't really know who I would meet how I would get Mm -hmm. along with them. But also I had no idea what kind of the work I would be doing and what they would expect out of a co-op student. You know, like they're they're not going to give us like extremely important information just because we're kind of just there for a short period of time. So I didn't really know what to do on that aspect. Um, But coming out of it, like for both terms, it was definitely a mix of a lot of different like emotions. I think for the majority, like it was overall very rewarding, like regardless Mm -hmm. of whether... I had a good time or I didn't like even if you don't have a good time I always say that the bad experiences are your most valuable ones because those are the ones where you actually truly learn from and those are the ones that you're like okay this is not my kind of thing or like I vibe with this you know it's kind of like really all up in the air but um yeah, yeah I would say like if I had to use one word to sum it up I would say for the most part both terms were super rewarding in what I've mm-hmm. like attained And how I would apply that to later on, Mm. you know, obviously, there are good parts of the job, there are obviously parts that are not as great, but that's like any job, right? Exactly. It's like any other job. And at the end of the day, like, as long as you learned it, like, there's no regrets. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think the corporate life, um, one thing that I think is really great about it is that you are surrounded by all these people who were so driven to get into this company, and they all have this 
this drive. Yeah. Like we all got excited when we got this offer. So obviously mm-hmm. when you're in that environment, everyone is excited to be in this environment. And so I think my biggest takeaway from it, it's not so much about the actual work I was doing, but it was actually like the teamwork and just being surrounded by motivated people. I think that was the most important, especially with interns. That's what I found. Because Very last true. summer I was like in a group with a bunch of interns for our cohort. And it was just fun. Like this new excitement, like, wow, we're all interns, like starting mm-hmm. our first day at this big company that we applied for and worked so hard to get into. So that was the super exciting thing. In terms mm-hmm. of expectations versus reality, to be honest, I think the reality almost fit my expectations perfectly in the sense that my expectations, I, I mean, I watch movies, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah, these people go to work, they have their desk, they do work, they have meetings with their manager, meetings with their team, Skype calls, answering emails, etc. working on Excel. It was actually on point. Like it was on point. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. Just like one thing to see on TV, but another thing to like walk through the office beside your managers and everyone else and everyone's actually just grinding, you know? Like it exactly met your expectations. That's that's yeah. crazy. I think it did. To be honest, I didn't think about it too much because I was mainly this this might be a problem. It's like I was really excited to get into corporate life because of the name attached to the corporate company, mm. but not so much about the day to day, whether or not I would really love it or enjoy it. And I'll be completely honest, I personally did not love it because mm. it's just the type of work and stuff. It's just not exactly for me. And mm. I mean, the corporate life is very structured, but I personally did not like the structure so working nine to five um you know clocking in and out reporting to managers uh, consistent meetings etc it is really good for people who like structure and stability but i guess Mm -hmm. it was not so much that what i liked so but i'm really Mm -hmm. grateful for the experiences nonetheless but i guess i just realized that it was not for me (laughs) that's very true honestly like i feel like corporate life is like a black hole you know, like, like you, you just get really overworked sometimes. Sometimes it's like your life and work just blends into one. And often mm-hmm. that's really not healthy because there, yeah. there has to be a divide, right? Like if, you, if, if work becomes your life, there's really no time to do things that you actually enjoy. And so I really agree with you on that. Like structure is great for some people, but at the same time, like sometimes the structure that the organization runs on can be like really overwhelming. So I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to find that like niche and that balance, you know, understanding that you do have a structure, but also looking out for yourself as well. Definitely. I think Mm -hmm. one thing that I really like about just the big companies that we worked at is that they really want to make sure like the employees are well in the sense that they give us, you know, great benefits or they make sure that we attend like wellness events, etc. Especially at the Mm -hmm. company that I'm at now, we have a lot of just like weekly check-ins like, oh yeah, like how's, how's your mental health doing? Like we have this event with this keynote, we have wellness sessions we have yoga sessions at lunch we have a gym we have pool tables make sure to take a break in between work and take a breather and stuff so in that essence i really appreciate working at these big companies because they're very aware of the importance of morale of their employees right Mm -hmm. for productivity too so very true so what would you say is like a day in the life of working at a corporate company angela huh well i mean a day in the life more like literally a year in the life because like every single day is the exact same. <laughs> um, you kind of just like go into work, you say hello to everyone, you get your morning coffee, and then you go back to your desk and you literally work. And I think like what's what's cool about having two different experiences, like in my perspective, is that one of them was very slow paced. It was very much about corporate life. The other one was very fast paced, on the go, client based. So um, the first one at the oil and gas company, like the 
internal audit and the commercial positions. Like it was very much just kind of literally how you see on TV. Like you, you walk in, you go to your space, you work, you talk to people for work purposes, and then you go home, you know? But then, you know, after doing that for weeks and weeks and weeks, like I realized that that's not really my kind of thing. Um, as much as I like having my own space, I just didn't really vibe with the fact that it was so slow. You know, like I was doing the same thing every day, even right. though the content that I might be doing was different. But, you know, like you said, um, corporate life is not just about work. It's about the people, too, and how you yeah. vibe with them. And like, I don't know, I was just I just wasn't there wasn't much movement and there wasn't much room for creativity or for me to do something that I could spin around in my own perspective. So I think in that way, slower paced is probably better for people who are looking for like a really structured corporate life style. Mm -hmm. um, but then my second term, which was in Toronto, it was very much client based. So there was a lot of traveling involved. It was a lot because we were client facing. So we have to go to the client's location every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, and the client's location was like located around two hours away from Toronto. So it was driving distance, which was nice. And I actually mm -hmm. really that as much as like I would say traveling is really tedious which it was it was very stressful <laughs> you, know, you have to accommodate hotels and like car rides and whatnot but like the experience is overall enjoyable because what you're doing is you're actually seeing the results that you create and you're mm -hmm. actually like physically delivering it to the client which is why mm -hmm. we have to go to locations all the time yeah um, I think like you know always on the go might be a little bit difficult to adjust to in the beginning, just because you don't really have that homey feeling, like you can't really connect to the company on a personal level. But once you actually flow into the rhythm of it, like it gets so much fun because you're with people you actually enjoy working with and they kind of have the similar interests as you and you work together to literally go and see your results come to life. So yeah. I think personally, like day in the life in that sense was a lot more fun. It was literally just traveling every week. Yo, um, fun. Yeah, and like literally talking and engaging with your clients is, I think, the best because you get to realize how you can create value for them instead of just, mm. okay, I'm going to just look at this spreadsheet every day and move on with my life. You know, like you get yeah. to see the value that you create. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy like fast-paced environments. I found that mm. out. And honestly, like you, you can't really say what you like when you haven't really experienced the corporate life yet. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's really valuable to just try out different types of work, just because you might find something that you never thought you would do, you know? 100%. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think I relate with you in that I really prefer having a job where the days are kind of different. Like I would definitely be bored if every single day looked the same and I was doing the exact same work. But I really mm -hmm. like getting different work and doing different types of projects. And yeah, you know, it all depends on what kind of job you apply for and what company you're at to get those okay. kinds of different experiences. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you, what you mentioned about, you know, just grabbing coffee and stuff like, yo, I thought those are just stereotypes in movies where those people like grab coffee in the morning. They're like, try not to fall asleep at their desk and they have conversations at the water cooler. Yeah, but it's yeah. actually real life. It's a real thing. And it's a it's trap. Like, girl, oh, man. The like, amount of times I've had awkward encounters with my manager or someone from another team at the water cooler, and we're just oh like, so how's your day going? Yeah, it's exactly. going well. Exactly. Oh God. It's all real, Dude. guys. It's all real. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. And honestly, the more coffees you get, the more people you meet, the more awkward encounters there are, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, oh. seriously. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But gotta say, the coffee machines in the companies where you could just get unlimited coffee, it's both yeah. a blessing and a curse because it's like, man, free coffee. But mm, how much weight I gained last summer from all the coffee I drank. Oh, oh my gosh, I feel you. Mm, like, yes. I didn't used to be a coffee drinker at all. But once yeah. I found out that the coffee machines actually tasted not bad, one coffee led to two per day. So, like, <laughs> that's not great. But, you know. Mm. Yeah. 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 So what I recommend if you don't want to crash and burn, usually they have tea too. So just get the tea. <laughs> it's the healthier option, y'all. Oh my gosh. As much as I would like to recommend that, I have to say it is so lame. If you go to a coffee machine and you get <laughs> tea and you bring it back to your desk. Oh man. Oh shoot. Like, that's I'm literally me though. Oh that's my literally me. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. Okay. Oh, another thing is I think a lot of people, when they start work their first day at a huge company and they're like that fresh young intern that just got hired, they would probably feel super duper intimidated. So when you started, did you feel really intimidated by your managers and stuff? And how did you deal with that? Oh my gosh, for sure. Um, I, I don't even know if I can stress this enough, but I literally had no corporate experience going into these two terms. And so because I didn't have like any experience, I had no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting the worst, which is not good. <laughs> like <laughs> on my first day, I was literally honestly so intimidated because, you know, yeah. you're this like this job is filled with people that are not really in your age zone. So they're kind of mm -hmm. like higher ups, you know, and that means that they're professionals in what they're doing. And that means that they have better knowledge than you, especially when you're a co-op student, because you have no idea what you're going to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think walking into it, it was definitely intimidating. I think one of my main fears was, am I going to make relationships here? Like, are people going to like me? Am I going to make new friendships, you know? Mm -hmm. But honestly, like the perk about being a co-op student is that people treat you like excessively nice because yeah. you're a co-op student, you know, you're not full time. So they can't really squish you down and they can't really just ignore you. But once you're a co-op student, they, you know, they have to like present their company in a nice way. So they'll engage with you excessively, which True. honestly, like, I mean, I'm biased, but like if any of the listeners are like thinking of whether they want to do co-op, I highly recommend it. Yeah. But I think the like, first day in general was actually like so nice because it's your first day. People are obviously going to be very welcoming to you. And yeah. generally the teams are actually like very welcoming. Mm -hmm. Like I find that the teams that tend to be the most welcoming, the teams that tend to be the most like interconnected are the ones that need co-op students because they oh. need co-op students to work with them. So yeah. Honestly, like, I find that was good. Um, and then as for the client side, that experience in Toronto, first day was also nerve wracking because like, this was my first experience working in a fast paced environment. Um, also, it was like, you know, in a completely different city, like I'm not from Toronto, never been. So that was also really nerve wracking. But what was nice about this one was because this company is also known for having a whole bunch of interns and having a whole bunch of applicants, like internships, it makes up the most part of this company. And that's what makes it so enjoyable. So I think that also really helped with the coping process because, you know, I had the exact same fears as I did for the first experience. So that was mm -hmm. you know, not, not the best and you shouldn't do that. But <laughs> what's good about like corporations in general is that they they know they know that you're scared they know that it's overwhelming so they tend to be really welcoming and I think that's yeah what, that's what's really like attractive about them yeah I feel that I think that they are human too like at first I walk into work and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so scared like this person's like HR manager this yeah. dude is probably yeah. making 
bank like six figures a year because he's some like head of finance or something right Mm -hmm. but then once you like settle into the job and you get to know these people you know they're human too like they're they're just they're just human they're just in like Mm -hmm. a farther along stage in their career and a stage in life than you are right but they're all human and honestly they love interns they see us as like oh like you know we've got some fresh new people here like fresh ideas fresh opinions and we want to make them feel welcome so i think they do a great job of just making us feel welcome and i think i definitely feel lucky that you know the two companies that i worked at they were like treated us like so well because we're interns Mm -hmm. and they just want us to enjoy the experience so i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it but i do remember my first day at um the big four company that I interned at last summer was very embarrassing because I am very directionally challenged. And basically the company took up like the top three levels of this tall building. And then I did not know what room to go to. So I was actually lost for a long time. (laughs) And I showed up like 10 or 15 minutes late to the first day. And I walk into the room and I see this panel of like 20 interns and like (laughs) three people doing a presentation I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I just snuck in and grabbed a chair and sat down but oh my god that was the most that was like a horror story come come to life (laughs) oh my gosh dude no worries I've definitely had one of those moments too I've had like a moment too where like I think maybe like first day or second day because you know when you get into a job they have to ask you how much you know about the content and I've definitely had experiences where like a manager or supervisor will ask you like, hey, do you know about this? And you're like, uh, no. And they're like, okay, how about this? And you're like, uh, sorry, I don't know what that is. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. have you have you heard about this though? Like maybe, the, and then it just makes you feel so dumb and stupid because you're like, I have no idea what this is, but this is part of mm-hmm. my job. Like what? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've definitely had moments like that, but it's okay. Like they're, they don't, they don't mean to press you for it and they don't yeah. mean to make you feel stupid. It's just like, they really need to know how much you know, so they don't repeat themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. So do you have any like funny or embarrassing stories that you experience while working corporate that you want to share? Okay, so literally, like, I have had so many embarrassing moments with elevators. Um, (laughs) So at the oil and gas company, all of the floors look the exact same. The only difference is the people. So that's and like the, the, the interesting thing about the elevator is that it doesn't really tell you the number like you know how in the elevators you'll see huge panels like huge square panels with like oh you're going to floor three like on that huge mm-hmm. panel so you know like there's a yeah. huge three there so i'm going to go to floor three but what's interesting <laughs> about this elevator is that the numbers are shown on the side like uh-huh. where the elevator doors are there's a little ledge i guess and yeah. that's where the number is shown and it is the most it's like the smallest print they could have ever put on an elevator so I never know what floor I'm on unless I oh have to look. Like I have to look, you know? Okay, yeah. So there's so many times where I want to go to my floor, which is 26. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in the elevator with me and they're going to the 23rd floor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because all the floors look the same and 23 and 26 take relatively the same amount of time that you need to, to have, like to get mm-hmm. to that floor. So yeah. I just them and I follow them and they give me this look because they're like um didn't you press 26 because you know they work there but I'm a student so I don't know and I just (laughs) smile awkwardly back at them because I'm like bro what like do you want something and then I would walk back to my desk there was this really awkward time because like you know all of the floors look the same all of the furniture looked the same yeah and it so happened that that one floor that I mistakenly went on like the desk that I was going back to had nobody there so I literally went back and almost sat at their workspace because I was like (laughs) 
my desk. And right when I entered their workspace, the coworker came back from the washroom. They're like, oh, like, do you need something? And then I was like, oh my gosh, who are you? Where am I? What am I doing? Like I literally intruded their entire workspace. And I was like, so you literally oh. just sat in her desk or hit him. I almost I literally almost sat down I was touching her chair like I was like, about to sit down and then luckily I did it but I was like um you know just came to say hi I didn't know them that well which was like the worst and then they're like okay like how's your co-op and the entire time like my face was like a tomato so I'm pretty sure they thought I ran like a marathon or something just came back I was like sweating and overheating but you know it's, it's all part of the experience and then I went back and I think ever since then I got so traumatized by that elevator experience that I just have to make sure I squint and look at that number every time I walk out even if I'm the only one in the elevator I will double check oh my gosh honestly what a struggle oh my gosh that's so funny we interns always have embarrassing shit happen to us literally like, oh my god I, I don't know what it is with these elevators and how they take up all these floors and like they all look the same like ah mm-hmm. uh, I just I just told you the story before we start recording but I gotta tell these listeners how I literally locked myself in the staircase on my <laughs> first day of work at this big four firm like I was like how do I get from this floor to the other floor? And the elevator wasn't working. So I went into the staircase and the doors to the staircase, they lock automatically when you close it. And the only way to get out is with your key card. So I went in the staircase and I walked up two levels and then I was like, wait, I don't have my key card. So I was literally locked in the staircase and I was alone. So I had to like call my friend who was also an intern to like let me out. Luckily and then, you had your phone though. Like imagine yeah. if you didn't have your phone. Yeah, exactly. Oh it, okay, some, somehow this always happens on the first day. So that was my first day at the, the big four. And then my first day at the tech company, okay? So we had our orientation, tech company, the office also like three different levels. Oh, sorry, two, oh, three? Three different levels, right? So then I walk in the main entrance and then this nice dude holds open the door for me. I'm like, okay, cool. I thought he was like an intern. So I literally followed him into the office oh and then he like turned around and he was giving me a weird look. He was like, do you need something? And I was like, um, where, where's the intern orientation? And he gave me a weird look and he's like, oh, it, it, it's, it's downstairs. And I was like, oh, so I just had to like walk back downstairs, but it was so awkward because I literally followed him in and like oh they probably they probably thought I was an intruder trying to steal shit because like we have an issue at the office where people literally follow people in and steal laptops. So he probably thought oh, I was a thief. Oh yeah. Almost reported you before your first day. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. But like, honestly, internship. like, for those listeners out there, like, this might sound so stupid when we describe it, but it's actually so normal. Like, the amount so of times that I've heard interns doing this kind of shit, it's like, it's literally, it's like part of your daily life. Like, not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Literally. The good thing about being an intern is that you're there to learn. And so there's literally no such thing as a stupid question. Like, okay, unless oh, you're sure. so stupid that you actually don't know how to open Excel, then that's, that's like your problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in terms of the work itself, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I was interning last summer, I had no idea what I was doing. And then mm-hmm. I was just kept asking questions and I'm like, I'm sorry, am I asking too many questions? They're like, no, it's okay. This is perfectly normal. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be asking questions when you first get mm-hmm. started. So if you're feeling confused when you're first starting it's okay this is what everyone feels 100% like I remember my first like at the oil and gas company like I was so scared to ask questions like even if I didn't know something 
I would actually just like keep it inside because like I didn't want to seem stupid because I'm a student yeah. already. Like I already think I'm stupid, but like, you know, I just don't <laughs> want to ruin that impression. But once I got yeah. to the big four consulting firm in Toronto, I was just like, literally screw it. Like I'm a student, I'm here to learn. And that's what's mm-hmm. interesting because like companies, when they hire co-op students, they literally expect you to have no prerequisite knowledge of anything. And they're so mm-hmm. excited and they're actually so genuinely happy when you ask them questions that it's literally not yeah. a burden at all. So like a yeah. hundred percent to what you said about like, you know, every question is reasonable and there's no such thing as a stupid question. So like, that's for sure. A hundred percent. For yeah. sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And you asking questions shows that you care about the job. So that's a big exactly. bonus. Exactly. exactly. Now doing corporate, did it change your mindset towards like how you want to approach your career aspirations or anything? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think when I first like uh, declared my major in accounting, that kind of swayed me a little bit. Like I was kind of mm-hmm. always into either like, you know, finance or consulting, but having actually declared a major in accounting really makes you think, should I do accounting? <laughs> because you know, <laughs> this is my major. So um, after taking a lot of accounting courses, realized that I don't vibe with it. I suck at accounting. Like, <laughs> I relate. Not even trying to be nice and being like, you know, I got a 90. I suck. It's like, no, like I literally, I suck. Okay. <laughs> So um, I think that sort of like helped me decide a little bit Mm. (laughs) between accounting and finance. Um, Yeah. So like when I was working at the oil and gas company in Calgary, I had no idea yet. I didn't really have like a clear path for me. Um, All my life, I was always interested in law, hence the Mm. concentration in business law. So that was always Mm -hmm. like a thing in the back of my mind, but I never really thought about it. And then the other part was finance or consulting, something like ad hoc, something like people related that I wanted to do. Mm And I think after taking a couple law courses in university made me realize that I actually do have a passion for law. Mm -hmm. But again, like these corporate experiences really sway your like perspectives and really sway your Mm -hmm. ambitions. So I think during the courses of these two, I really had no idea. Like I was literally like at a crossroads between finance or consulting or law because Mm -hmm. corporate, no matter how structured it is, no matter how slow paced it is, I really enjoy the people and I really enjoy the environment and how everyone gets Mm -hmm. along. Um, And I think it made my decision of what to go into, especially hard after going to the big four firm doing consulting just because like you know I loved the people there like we were literally family to each other we would go out for drinks after work and we could just you know it was very laid back so I don't know I think at this point I I'm still not really clear in what I want to do but Mm -hmm. definitely I would say corporate jobs will definitely help you figure out your ambitions along the way what Mm -hmm. you like and what you don't like yes 100% agree with that the great thing about corporate is that they have the resources and the ability to get you the exposure to the different types of experiences and skills that mm-hmm. you want to be able to gain. So mm-hmm. this it's like a really good experience regardless. Even if you don't end up doing corporate, I think it's so worth it to try it out and do the internship. So sure. what about for people right now who are thinking of going to corporate, like what kinds of advice would you give to them? Or maybe like even frame it like, what advice would you give your younger self about the corporate world? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the biggest one is learning. Like um, when I first started off, I was putting so much pressure on myself just because, you know, I knew I was a student. So I knew people didn't really have high expectations of me, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted people to have high expectations of me because I knew I could do the the job. And honestly, that was pretty dangerous because that kind of puts you in a situation where you don't want to act stupid. And learning is literally about embracing 
stupidity and embracing the fact that you don't know stuff, you know? And so that kind of placed me in a weird position when I first started out in the oil and gas company where I didn't want to seem stupid. So I wasn't really asking questions. And the funny thing about that is I'm sure that gave off of a vibe that, you know, I was stupid because I wasn't asking (gasps) questions because literally the whole process of being a co-op student, of being an intern student, of getting a job is all about learning. I mean, I think the biggest advice I would give there is like, you know, I cannot stress enough about what you said as well. Like there is no such thing as a stupid question. And co-op literally, literally, literally means like, you know, a job, like where you're learning on the side as well as doing the job, because there is no way you can excel at something without learning the processes, without learning your strengths and weaknesses. So I think the biggest piece of advice I would give to, you know, listeners out there who are either working or who are searching for work is that, you know, just be yourself in the workplace. Even if you don't know something that's like that everyone knows, that's really obvious. It doesn't matter because the whole learning of process is about yourself. It's not about anybody else. So I think just embracing that part of you and just being courageous enough to be out there, ask questions, take part in as many different activities, as many different departments as possible to get that learning opportunity, to get that exposure is I think the most important. Yes, 100%. This is the cheesiest thing ever. But honestly, your co-op or your internship is what you make of it. So just, you know, get involved, ask questions. You're surrounded by so many incredible people with experiences and knowledge to share, and they'll be more than happy to share it with you. So really, just make the most of it so for sure yeah how about awesome. you like what advice would you um, give honestly I think I would really echo your advice just really take it as a learning experience but if I were to give advice to my younger self also just don't get caught up too much in the title of the company that you're applying for mm-hmm. which is I think something that I really wish I had been more aware of it's like the title is great and all but make sure you're applying to these companies for the right reasons make sure you're applying to jobs that you actually care about that you think you would enjoy and you're applying to companies that align with your values make sure you're applying to them because you actually want to work there and not because you like telling other people that you work there right mm-hmm. 100% so 100% agree yeah yeah that is the big piece of advice that I would give well I think that's an awesome ending to our conversation but are there any last words you would like to say huh. um yeah I think just the biggest takeaway is you know like corporate life might seem tedious and honestly there there's definitely negatives that come with the positives but at the same time like if you don't experience it you'll never know for yourself so I think the biggest takeaway here is anybody who's listening who's considering whether they should intern or not whether it's a waste of time whether they should just graduate or go ahead with it honestly I think Meg and I can both agree that the corporate experience is an experience. Like it's literally something worth experiencing before you graduate because it's, 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 I feel like it's the only time where you can afford to make mistakes, where you can afford to have hiccups. So mm. strongly recommend the corporate life. <laughs> strongly recommend it. Strongly recommend y'all. Like, honestly, we in our 20s, like, this is the 20-somethings podcast. Like, this is the time to just try things out. And it's not like mm-hmm. you get into a job and you have to do that for the rest of your life. Like, you exactly. know, life is flexible. So even if you try a corporate job and you don't like it, it's okay. You can always switch. You can pivot your career paths. You can try different things. And, you know, this is the time to make mistakes. This is the time to try new things. And this is the time to figure out what you like. So just take that opportunity and grasp onto this time and just just do it, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks, Angela, for chatting with me about the corporate life. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I hope you enjoyed it. for inviting me on. Hey, I didn't know that talking about corporate life would be so interesting, but... I know, right? And I hope that you guys listening enjoyed it as well and got some insights. So Ooh. if anyone wants to connect with you to chat about maybe your corporate experience or anything else, where can they find you? I would probably say you can find me two different places. One is probably LinkedIn. Um, oh, yeah, we business students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta, like, rep out that LinkedIn profile. Um, so as you know, my first name is Angela. My last name is QI. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll see me on there. The one with the yellow shirt. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. And then the second other way to contact me, which is probably the easiest is through email. So my email is a N G W dot Q I at gmail.com. I think that's probably the best way. Beautiful. All right. Thanks Angela. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Thank everyone, you. for listening. Let's say bye at the same time. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Ready? Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hola, Meg here again. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 14. And I hope you guys get a lot of insights from hearing from mine and Angela's corporate experience from the student perspective. If you guys have any more questions about the corporate life or how, how to like, you know, get hired at these companies and what it's like, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you guys out. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at I'm in my 20s for more tips and advice and to stay up to date. And I will see you guys in the next episode next Tuesday. Bye.